Hey, this is Catholic 101 Podcast. Welcome back. Anyone excited as I am? As promised, this week is all about nuns. But first things first, I hope you had a great week. Thank God the weekend is here and so is this episode. Have you told your friend about us? If yes, thank you so much. If no, what are you waiting for? We are on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Cast, and many others. Check our website www.mydivinemothermary.com for more information. I will share the links down in the description box. Tell a friend to tell a neighbor. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. Catholic 101 Podcast is everywhere. It's just a click away. Today, we have a delightful nun, Sister Bernadette. Karibu sana to our podcast and tell us something about you that you would like our listeners to know today. I'm Sister Bernadette. I belong to the congregation of Benedictine Sisters of Our Lady of Grace and Compassion. In Kenya, the sisters came in 1991, 15th of September. That's where when our foundation was opened in Kenya. But our place of origin is in England, which was begun 1969. We take care of the elderly and the dying, regardless of gender and religion. Sister, last week we looked at priesthood and we learned how it started. I'm curious to know, did nunhood begin in a similar way? In the first centuries, people were living normal life, but at some point, and especially I'll talk about Saint Benedict, because he's our patron saint. He was an educated guy living in Rome, but he felt life was not what it's supposed to be. He felt there was a lot of pleasures and people were living careless life. So for him, he resolved to withdraw from the city of Rome and go in the desert. And it's while he was there, he was staying alone, praying alone. He thought of having other people staying with him and then he founded a monastery. The monastery is a, a place where people pray and work. They balance the two. You cannot take one, leave the other. So he started having disciples. We call them disciples. And that was around 4th century. And then the, the disciples came. He stayed with them. He wrote a rule for them to guide them. We have a rule called the rule of St. Benedict, which we follow, especially we Benedictine sisters. And then from there, the life spread from Europe up to Africa. How can one become a nun? Let's talk about the process. First, we have many sisters in the Catholic Church, and I'm sure you've seen them. Depending on how they dress, you can identify them by their way of dressing. For us now, I'll be categorically speaking about us. To be a sister, to belong to a grace and compassion is a process. We have different stages. First, you express your desire with the written letter before you used to write letters. Nowadays, they are texts. You write a letter, you are replied, you are called to stay with them for one week. You see, in fact, it's called come and see. First, you stay with us five days, just observing what we do, praying with us, eating with us, working with us. Then if you feel you are interested, you ask to come again. If also the community has observed that you are interested, they tell you come again one month. In this period of one month, again, you stay with us, you pray with us, you work with us. And then that one month is a little bit serious. So one month since it's a longer period, we still observe you, you observe us. It's a way to wait traffic. And then after a month, 
now that time we have to evaluate you as sisters you ask to go forward then sisters will evaluate you. what do you think about ross then sisters say ah she looks interested we can give her a chance now this other chance you go home sisters have to visit your home your parents for two things to know your background whether you are running away from home or you are forced to be a sister there are these scenarios parents want somebody to be a sister and she doesn't want or you want to be a sister and your parents do not want. So to avoid this, we visit the background, we talk to your parents, we tell them what who sisters are, what we do, and we agree. Then the candidate is given a period to join now. Then you join for aspirancy, which lasts between six months to one year. Now you are given a sister to join with you. You are taught the way of life, how to pray, now this time you are you are fixed in a timetable prayer life work life meals you are taught also table etiquette all that that time is a time of learning and then after one year still if you are interested you apply i request to go forward then also community sits down and evaluates you you might want to join but the community feels you cannot manage this way of life you are dismissed then maybe you wanted to be a sister, but you cannot fit our way of life. I've told you we take care of the elderly. There are some people who cannot study that. So if you cannot fit to that way of life, we cannot keep you. You can join another congregation, which either they are teachers or nurses, which fits your way of life. If you still fit, you are interested and we feel you are interested, you come for another year. You are given a break of two weeks to go and still think. If you want to, you come back again for another year called postulancy this time now you are introduced deeper to our way of life now properly work and prayer then we journey with you for one year again if you want to go forward you apply and also we evaluate you if we are to take you you go back for 10 days you come you join us back now you stay for two years without going home it's called novitiate very strict stage now for the these two years, you are dressed in white veil, head cover, we call them veils, and a navy blue skirt and a white blouse. And then that time we start calling you sister. In case you die, you will be buried in our compounds. But in the first two years, if you are to die, we will take you home because you had not yet become our member. So these two years, very strict, especially first year is called canonical year. You remain enclosed. You are not visited only us we interact with you but you don't get visitors from home at second year we now it's like we are treating you because you are already going to profess to get these other clothes we, it's not strict as first year in fact every stage you apply i want to go forward with a written letter then at the second year you apply you are given five days retreat preparation and then you profess it's called first profession of first vows you go you read the vows are written you write yourself and you read them and then they are accepted during mass the word is i accept your vows and then you promise to leave the constitution the rule of saint benedict and the directory and what it entails to be a benedictine sister you profess almost four years and a half then you have six more years to go and every year you keep on applying may i renew my vows i request to renew my vows for six years every year a handwritten a new one we don't type up to now we have computers but for us no because at the end you say this document which i have written with my own hand in the case in the future you say ah they forced me i never asked they they printed it for me so that is our security the seventh year you ask to make final profession during this final profession we get a ring this ring is a sign of our commitment 
most in our congregation we put rings on the right hand unlike the marriage one left hand and then from there you become a permanent member in fact we always laugh when they tell you we accept you now to be our member then we start asking all oh, these years i've never been a member but that is the final word to show that now you belong fully to our congregation in this process from year one to 12th year for 13th year you are free to leave you can ask to leave written document or you can be asked to leave, to leave in the case in the process of growing with us we see something is not matching with us you can be asked to leave there are some members who join already professionally trained in our congregation during these five years before you profess first profession you will never practice your career all of us that time we are treated the same we are all under formation after becoming a sister the congregation can change your career or they can leave you to continue with your career depending with the need then you can come just fresh from form four at some point when there is a need that time you'll be taken for training the salary or remuneration goes direct to the congregation account. I never use the word mine. So this remuneration, whether it's 20 shillings or a thousand shillings, belongs to the congregation. And if I need anything from the congregation, it will be provided. When the sisters visit us, they explain this to the family. Yes, she is joining, but she'll never at any point be paid. So don't expect anything from this sister. In fact, we are the one to support her. If it's anything I am to support with my family with is my prayers, but not financial help. And that's why our life is a call. At what point in your life did you want to become a nun? <laughs> my story is funny and I laugh at it. I think I was around five years, five, six years. I saw a sister during distribution of Holy Communion. I didn't know the difference between a priest and a sister. And I told my mom, I want to be like that father. Then my mom laughed at me. We were in for months. In fact, she tapped me to keep quiet because everyone is quiet. I'm the only one who is talking. Then after mass, mom told me, ah, you need to study. Then I was wondering, again studying. I persevered. The whole of my primary, I really wanted to be a sister. I went to high school. At form two, that thing died, died completely, natural death. My brother is a policeman, a firstborn. So me, I wanted to be a policewoman at that point, and I wanted. So dad told me, you are only from two. Wait until you finish from four. And true to his word, he organized me. I went, the recruitment process. After from four, I stayed three years at home. Don't ask me what I was doing. But I was at home waiting to be a police. I got the chance, recruitment, I passed. Then from nowhere, that desire of police died. Now I wanted to be a sister. The desire came very strong. And I remember telling my mother, and then my mother laughed at me, and she told me, sisters don't talk the way you talk. For you, you are talkative. How will you manage the life of sisters? Okay. I told dad, I want to be a sister. Then my father was asking me, what has happened? You don't want to be a policewoman? No. You don't want any work? No. Even if I get any kibarua? No. I really wanted to be a sister and a sister. They let me go. I went to Busia. First, I told dad I'm going to Busia. Then my dad asked me, all the congregations in Nairobi, you didn't see any congregation, you had only to go to Busia. I said, yes. 
Who do you know in Busia? Nobody. Do you know where Busia is? No. What? How will you go? I'll ask for a map. By then, we used to use Telegram. That is so. I typed. I asked the sisters for the map. They told me when you board my Kenya bus in Nairobi, the end is where we are. I told the parish priest about the congregation. He told me I've never heard of that congregation, and you are not going. They wanted a recommendation. I told the parish priests. I literally them I have no parish priests. So he had to write a letter. I remember the first time the the so-called one week we are talking about. I went looking in where Busia is for me. I felt the longest journey in my life. I had never gone outside my home, outside Nairobi. I told the Boda Boda man, I'm going to the sisters. There is another congregation next there called Sisters of Mary. He took me there. I said, no, not these ones because I had seen the addresses. Not this one. Which ones? I tried to explain to these sisters. She told the Boda Boda, take this child to Mundika High School. So the Boda Boda carried me, took me to the sisters. I arrived in the evening, tired like nobody. Sisters treated me well and I was happy. I loved them. I finished one week. I went home. They called me for one month. I went. I remember dad telling me, but you would have stayed there. You finished these first processes. After that, I joined. Then dad was teasing the sisters. My daughter has never been away from home. And also, I don't know whether she will become a son because I've never seen her with the women. I always see her in the company of boys. So my dad told the sisters, in case she finishes three months at your place, I'll know she is called. I stayed three months, dad called me. Are you coming home? I told dad, what? Then he asked me, have you gotten used to, to staying with the sisters? I told him, yes, I stayed staying up to date. This is my 20th year. Sister, who would you say is a proper candidate for nunhood? Is it only open to Catholic faithful? One, you must be a Catholic. You must be a Catholic, not a nominal Catholic. You should be receiving the sacraments. Communion, you should be confirmed at least the first three sacraments. Then the second one, you should be in good health. And then you should have passed from four to the grade of university. If nowadays university entry is B, you should have a B. You should not have tried marriage or attempted marriage. Do you accept latecomers? I mean, I'm 30 years old and I decide, wait a minute, maybe I can be a nun. Will that be open for discussion? Our age gap is 29 years, but there is also a chance for the so-called latecomers, as you are calling them. If somebody has finished from four, nowadays they finish at 18, 19, and then you come at our place, you are 30, and you've not been anywhere. You've not done anything which can be seen, maybe college, maybe working. You will explain to us where you've been, and we might close you out. But if you've been working, that one will take you, because you've been busy doing something, so that time will take you. Well, the world has changed. But in some African communities, we still hold that a woman should become a mother, then a wife, before achieving anything else. What were your parents' reaction when you told them that you were aspiring to become a nun? I come from a Catholic family up to, I think, third generation. My grandmother was a Catholic, my parents and us. Mom didn't have an issue about it, neither dad. But dad had an issue, he never shared it with anybody. Because I remember, back to my story, I'm the fourth child, but it's the second girl. Dad wanted a boy in me, for whatever reason, I don't know. And then I'm born a girl. Then he comes to the hospital and finds a girl has been born, a child. Then he asks mom, which gender? Mom never answered him. So dad himself comes and unwraps me, finds he's a girl. And then to his disappointment in a sense, he says, I wanted a boy, but this is a gift to me. I'll give her to the church. That was his promise. And if she'll not to the church, the man who will marry her, I'll not ask for dowry. That was his promise. Mom had. So the story ended. I was brought up. 
I joined. That time, that didn't say anything until my 13th year. That is the time I was to make my final profession. We got the debt. I called dad. I was in Uganda asking him for debt for Thanksgiving mass at home. Normally, we after profession, we have Thanksgiving masses at home in the parishes. So dad never gave me the debt. So mom had to remind dad. Dad was like, no, she's not going forward. But he's not telling me. At the end, mom reminded him, Kumbuka, what you said when she had not even breastfed. So it, I think it came back to my father and he gave me the debt. And I know it's a challenge. It's not only me. My sister who follows me is a sister as well. And it's like we joined at the same time. And all these things were happening at the same time. Because I made my profession 10th July. She made her 10th August. A span of one month. And it, it took a toll on the family. But still, my, 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 my parents are happy. If they have any challenge, they deal with it. They've never expressed their disappointment of us becoming sisters. Do you still get to visit your biological family? Yes, once a year we are entitled three weeks annual leave. We go home, we stay with them, we talk to them. They could come to us and visit me. Now I'm in Nairobi, they frequently visit me. They are allowed to visit us. Once a year we go home unless there is sickness or death. And when I talk of death, I'm talking death of my mother, my father, my brother, my sister, the so-called nuclear family. Now let's make it personal. I mean, what would you say are the three greatest challenges as Sister Bernadette that you have experienced through your journey to nanhood? My greatest challenge was food. I come from Eastern. I went to Western. Everything was like I'm learning anew. Come to the vegetables where I come from. I know sukuma and cabbage and kunde. Going to Western, I found miro, bitter herbs. For, for us, it's a weed at home. So for me, food was the greatest challenge. And I remember getting evaluation of, about food. I've told you we evaluate. So that was something to work towards because it was a negative evaluation. I'm fancy when it comes to food. So I got it and I had to work towards it because what I wanted is to be a sister. So I've learned to eat all the veggies apart from Miro. It's a sticky thing. Sister, can one decide to suffer a period of time, then leave, or is it a till death do us part kind of commitment? If you want to leave, again you get into document, you ask to leave, giving reasons. So sometimes I might say maybe um misunderstanding, for that is not a reason. So the church has to look for these reasons, are they major reasons or minor? Sometimes because of emotions, oh I'm going and I write that letter out of anger. So you are given a period of time. You can be given a here and you are taken somewhere. Pray, eat, sleep, as you think. If you still insist after a year, something will be done. But even after the second week, you might say, ah, I'm okay, I'm going back. So the, you, know, you are never dismissed immediately, you ask to. But you can commit a scandal in the eyes of the church is a scandal. Even you don't write that document. You are summoned to live with immediate effect becoming pregnant or attempting to get married, immediate dismissal, no argument, no question how, no explanation, no. What are some of the duties assigned to a nun? The major one is prayer. For us, we start prayers at 5.30 a.m. So that we pray from 5.30 to 7.30. Then you can start, like if somebody is a teacher, can go at 8. Somebody like me, I can come in this office at 8. But our primary duty is prayer. But still, as I told you, we are Benedictines. We balance the two, prayer and work. We don't take one as an extreme or as an important. We spend a lot of good time in prayer. We spend good time working. And we spend good time in community living.
we call it first priority is prayer and then there is what we call charism what do we do what gives us identity what makes us different from other sisters i told you our work is to take care of the elderly so our charism is hospitality expressed in the care of the elderly and the destitute would you describe your vocation as all work no games or are there social activities you can still be a part of hey we have holistic life we have time for recreation i'll give you our timetable waking up we start prayers at 5 30. we pray we call them community prayers using the breveries or the the books for prayers after that we have a period of meditation you are alone but all of us are in the same room we meditate almost 30 to 45 minutes and after that we go for mass our morning begins after that all of us again we sit down for breakfast all together but silent breakfast we are still meditating then after breakfast from 8 30 we go for duty then 10 30 we meet back for coffee then from 11 it's called study hour whether i'm a sister whether you're a candidate or whether you are a young one under formation other ones those who are under formation they have their mistress then at 12 we all meet in the kitchen to help if maybe your girl is not ready boga warming then 12 that we go for prayer during the day from 12 that straight we all go for lunch then lunch is 30 minutes then we do clearing 1 30 to 2 then we go for siesta. Then after that, we meet again from four for prayers. Then there is 30 minutes. We call it games time. We can play any game we feel like. Either jumping the rope or playing netball, any ball game, what you feel we feel most. And then we prepare for supper. We go for supper. And then after supper, we have 30 minutes recreation, not recreating with the TV, sharing our experience of the day or any story. We share that time for 30 minutes. Then we go for night prayers. After night prayers, everybody goes to their room. Now, this is a question that has been trending online for a very long time. It's 21st century and women are taking over the world, which is a very beautiful thing to be a part of and to witness. But also, there's some conversations now coming up. Why are nuns not allowed to lead mass or be the forefronters in the Catholic Church? What would you say to this? I like that question. Me as a person, as a person, now I'm talking not in the church, not in the congregation, but as Bernadette. If the church at any point will ever say women to celebrate or officiate mass, I'll go with it. But I'll never fight for it or demand for it. Because look here, the church is organized in a hierarchical way and each office has his own duty. And if today Pope Francis says women to be ordained and become priests, I'll be among them. But there is no any day I'll ever say, I think I need to be a priest. I'm contented where I am. As we wrap up, sister, how would you advise a young lady who wants to become a nun? Today is 2020. It's very different from 201 when I joined. We did our phones. We did have a lot of things which have them today. So I always tell the open part. This is life. First time when you come, your phone will leave it at home. And then maybe they are used to dressing the way they want another one i'll tell her why we will have to dress in dresses because now you start conforming to staying with one color of dress for the rest of your life and then hairstyle also you will remain with your natural hair for the first first five years you will not exercise your career if she feels she will take that well and good some will tell you no so sometimes if you are misinformed you can join with a different modality. So if I get anybody who comes now through me, I always explain to them the plain truth. What do they expect in their first stages of life? Then life will be different after they've become members. 
Thank you so much, Sister Bernadette, for talking to us. Asante Sana, we do not take it for granted. My weekend is made. What about yours? I hope you loved every part of this session. What is your favorite part? Share with us. Talk to us. Find us on Facebook, My Divine Mother. Or you can write to us, mydivinemothermary at gmail.com. And we shall get back to you. Thank you so much for staying with us. You are a champion, as always. It's goodbye and God bless from yours truly, Elsa Greer. Mm-hmm.